Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. I'm Andy Treffenbach. And I am Nikki Angulo. Hey. Hi. It's just us. I know. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of weird. What do you mean it's kind of weird? You like me, right? Uh, no, I actually love you. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. But no, so it's weird I to hang out in my little dungeon down here. Yeah. I mean, I'm typically upstairs watching my Bravo TV and it's my time to have control over the, you know, remote and... <laughs> And you don't have some asshole explaining things to you while you watch a movie for the first time? That is the Fox Theater. (laughs) Do you recognize where where this is at? (laughs) Name that movie. So you see, yeah, there you go. There's a trivia for (laughs) the listeners. You figure out what movie I was mansplaining to her. Anyway, welcome. Uh, I am hopefully not a mansplainer. Uh, So if you're listening to this for the first time, we cover horror films and uh, yeah, we got two of them we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Pearl and we're going to talk about Barbarian, which we just recently saw. Yeah. We will let everybody know when we get into spoiler territory, when we cover both films, um, so if you haven't seen it, because I know both of those films are not on VOD right now, we will let you know, but yeah, we're not going to be jerkies. No, no. I'm going to, I'm going to try not to be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And you'll probably just be like giving me signals and. Yeah. Sh- oh, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to be more of a producer here. Okay, great. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Anyway, no uh, idea what you're saying. Yeah, we're not going to get into what we've been watching because we just have a double feature on this. So, um, yeah, yeah. And the reason why we only got two people is, yeah, just things fell apart. But we want to keep on the schedule. Yes, we've got to keep on a schedule. It's working. And you know what? It's good that you guys get to hear essentially the voice that guides me to schedule and has tried to be. um, She's very supportive and she tries to keep me on track. Yes. She is way more organized than me. Well, <laughs> you? <laughs> I mean, it's true. And Yin and yang. It works. Yeah. Sh- sure. It does. <laughs> okay. So, follow us on Twitter at DTB Horror, on Instagram at Destroy the Brain, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain. Also, you can find us on our Discord server. It's free to join. Go to discord.destroythebrain.com. Uh, before we get into it, what, our first movie will be Pearl, uh, which you can find a review that I wrote on destroythebrain.com. The thing I want to get into before we get into this is uh, I am making changes to the website, so there might be some things that you see and I'm probably going to make a call out in the Discord server to see what you guys want to see on the site. Because that's essentially why the site is there. Just kind of give you guys news and reviews and kind of be a one-stop shop for our events and stuff. So uh, look out for that in our Discord server. Again, you can join that discord.destroythebrain.com. Okay, Pearl. Far, far away from this place. 
caring for your family during these times is admirable. But you only get one take at this life. If only they would just die. Pardon? So we previously covered X on episode 80. Oh, you're was, looking for the number of podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> thinking like dates? Yeah. yeah. I still think it's the first of April. It was, yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think it was, nope, it was a day after my birthday, April 9th. Oh, so close. So close, yet so far. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we definitely wanted to cover the prequel or yeah. follow-up, if you will, on release schedule. Well, there was a lot schedule. of excitement after watching X. Like, I know we were excited for Pearl. Yeah, and it's kind of nice because you were on episode 80 and That's you talked right. about X, so it's kind of nice that you get to put your two cents in. Well, thanks. On Pearl, I think. Thank you. Um, so Pearl is the prequel to X, which I'm pretty sure most everybody knew, but I definitely read a couple of people that were like, oh, I didn't... There was somebody at our screening. Really? Uh, one of the reviewing press that had not seen X. That's odd. And only saw Pearl. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So, and I don't think he was too thrilled about it anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's right. I but, remember now. Yeah, this is the prequel to X. And essentially now, you know, it's been announced as a trilogy with Maxine, which is going to cover the 80s. And, um, Yes, I do know last episode I kind of talked about Pearl and my issues with it, but we're going to probably flesh flesh them out Okay. Uh, this episode. But, yeah, uh, look, I'm, I'm excited for the trilogy. Yeah, I think Maxine will be able to kind of bring it back around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I can see your... Well, we can we can save that for the closing thoughts, I okay. guess, of Pearl. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, Pearl. So I mean, it's a movie. No, I, I I say it like it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It wasn't bad. It's just uh, it felt more of like a monologue. Like it just felt, and I don't know if that's the right word, but it just felt like her own. I don't think that's the right word. Autobiography, biography. It felt like it was just her her story. Well, yeah. Of yeah, but like one sided. It was more of a one sided story versus like there was a lot of influential people who made Pearl who she was, and I think that's kind of why I liked it is because it it made you understand her and her issues a little right. bit more. Um, I mean, this I said this after the movie, and I still stand by it. I think it was more of a drama versus yeah. like a horror movie. A horror movie for and sure. I left feeling the movie like kind of sad for. But you most, said that about X. I know. So I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> like, X, like X had different. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm working through my own. Like issues, uh, at, right? <laughs> Where it's like I'm going introspective, so I just assume like everyone else's character. I'm just like, oh, they could have really used a hug, right? Like they just could have used some affection and someone to just say, "Keep up the good work. You're doing a good job." Um, and I felt like that with Pearl. Like she just needed that loving mother, yeah. and I think her mom needed that. I, I don't know. I'm breaking down like the family history here. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know. I but, mean, I, I thought it was kind of weird, especially in the timeline is like 1918. So that puts Pearl as 80, which I guess is about right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't that be right? I don't know. 80 is older. Yeah. Where was I going? I Fuck. <laughs> oh, the and then, yeah. And then, so Maxine's going to take place six years later. Um, but again, I want to kind of save that, the whole grand picture thing towards the end of our conversation with Pearl. So Pearl is, I don't know, like my, my feelings on it were, it didn't have all, and maybe this is kind of what you were trying to, like, I, I think we're saying the same thing, but we're saying different, That's different ways what it is, yeah. where it's like, I like all the different aspects in X. Like you have this kind of somber, sad story about the old mm-hmm. couple, yeah. Pearl and uh, Harold. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that like he can't give her what she wants and right. all this other stuff. Um, but then you also have just this kind of normal story of people who are friends, but coworkers, colleagues, I guess is the best way you say it. And they're just kind of like in this yeah. weird situation. It's, it's basically like a slasher yeah, movie. I'm going to pause you there because I think the other thing with Pearl is that it, it also showed like her sexual side that was explained more yeah. in X. Yeah. Like I feel like there was like small things that were kind of not that you needed an explanation, but it's kind of cool to kind of see her. St- I think it was still neat to see her story with like why she was yeah. the way she was. Yeah. And I she- guess what I'm what I'm saying though is with X is that there are different facets to the story that it kind of throws a wider net to the audience. Like, oh, you might cling on to this part of the story. You might cling on to this part of the story. And I think you were one of the ones that kind of, with X, the story of Pearl and Harold was kind of more... Yeah, I think I was more fascinating. Yeah, I was fascinated with them because... I mean, there there's a few reasons. I mean, I think it's it's mainly I, I don't know if it's just working with like the elderly population and just always hearing their stories of, you know, their time. Yeah. And as you age, there is just something really sad about it. I mean, people just look at you differently and people don't treat you the same. And I think because in in Pearl, she was so unex like she just she was unassuming, mm-hmm. and just like in X, she's unassuming, and I think that's what I liked about being so fascinated with them in X is because it's like just because she's old, right, does not mean like she's not capable. Now, capable of killing well, is wrong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and I think that's what I. I think that's what my fascination was is is his dedication to her, his mm-hmm. loyalty to her. He just wanted to make her happy. And I mean, in this case it's sad cuz innocent people die. Um but it is ultimately like their love story. Yeah. Whether it's right or, you know, it's yeah. not right, it's wrong, <laughs> but it's their love story. And so I think in Pearl kind of seeing 
some of their love story um, was interesting. Yeah. So. But it's. But you're right. I was more fascinated. That's also kind of my problem with Pearl is that when you get this backstory of X Mm -hmm. and you think about it and you think about the feelings, the emotions that are are coming from X and their story and how, you know, it kind of and maybe this is me as a viewer filling in the blanks mm-hmm. and that's always a great thing as a filmmaker anyway, you know, don't, don't plant the garden, just make the soil. Um, but in Pearl, Harold's not really in it all that much because he's out in the war and you don't really get a peak or really no, get a foundation get a, with their with them as no, a couple. No, but you do because it's these women were just kind of she didn't even really know him. Yeah. And I think that And she that's married the, young, right? She I mean he was of he was there to help on their farm. Right. And did she really have a choice? Like I felt like it kind of just touched on that time in marriage like you just you get married and mm. then our men are dying so now you need to have kids and reproduce and i just think it goes with the time of of what a lot of our grandparents and great-grandparents love stories were were just you're of age and you're of age and they didn't even really know each other so do you think harold's like the saddest person of this yeah. Story so far. Yeah, because I don't feel like he's because all he wants really to do is he just he just wants to make Pearl happy, right? And That's he it. and he liked the farm, yeah. Like from my understanding, and but he just wants to make her happy, and I think that's what's also kind of sad about it is because <laughs> I, he just does her dirty work, yeah. But no, and I, I think I think that's why I kind of I like the the period. I think it gives us an insight of I don't know. I probably look into things so much deeper where I'm just like, gosh, we've we've come a long way where we actually get to like choose our own partner, <laughs> and we get to leave without shame. Yeah. Like divorce is okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. Those are. Those are your thoughts? Those are my thoughts. (laughs) Again, probably reading into it way too much. But these are the kinds of movies where I'm like, gosh, I got really lucky to like be born in the times. Not with like, you know, I'm not thrilled with what's going on right now. But the fact that, you know, I've been married before. I've gotten divorced. And the shame that I thought I was going to be feeling. You know, I think it's that kind of stuff where I look back about just progress has kind of been made. Yes. We're kind yeah. of going backwards again, but we're kind of going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I feel like I need more resolve with that story because obviously Harold's, You're not going to get it. Yeah. No, you're never going to get it. Never going to get it. Not this time. <laughs> um, I mean, we're not going to get it in uh, uh, Maxine. I almost said Angeline because I really <laughs> do think they are going that route. You know. I've not seen that. Oh, Angeline is a character who, this is a real person out in LA 
who she was so hellbent to be a star, star. Uh, that she took out and paid for billboards with her face on it mm. and kind of just advertised herself. Okay. Yeah. There's, I think, I forget who has it, maybe Prime or Hulu. There's a miniseries, I want to say. Okay. I forget who stars on it, but anyway. I have the list. I think that's what they're going to, they're going to blend that with the uh, popularity on the rise of home video pornography in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Maxine. Um, yeah, this didn't, like, I even mean, listen, though I Pearl, was... I left kind of just being like, uh, I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, now I just kind of feel sad. And now I just kind of, nah. <laughs> it was just, it was fine. It was, I mean, I loved X. X was my, I love the killings in X. I love like how it was all executed. Um, but this didn't keep me on my toes like the way that X did. And I, but I do appreciate the story. Considering like, you know, what you told me, like when they wrote it and, um, how quickly it got put together. I do appreciate the story and the creative thought that kind of went behind it. Yeah. The fact that they were able to flesh this out. I think that's impressive. As just kind of a supplementary item. That's, yeah, for sure. That's impressive. But yeah, I think it was more of a drama. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of got closure with Pearl and Harold. And I mean, they he died doing what he wanted to do as just a lover. Yeah. And she died wanting to try to kill somebody. So, <laughs> so you know. Happy ending for both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the biggest takeaway with Pearl was that, and you kind of touched upon it, was it feels very set pc Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Pearl's monologue towards the end is definitely like a showcase for Mia Goth as an actress. Totally. She knows, you know, and she sells the character and the fact that, you know, she played two characters in X, she yeah. played both Pearl, older Pearl and then um, Maxine. Yeah. And then yeah. Maxine. It's just, I, I don't know. Uh, it's. I'd be curious to maybe watch it again, like after we see Maxine. Like, yeah. I'd be curious to kind of watch them all then again. In the row? Yeah. Um, in the chronological, well, in the order. Yeah. Yeah. I that think that would be, be like Pearl X. Maxine. And then Maxine. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think if you're watching Pearl for the first time versus X, like, you're not going to understand the character. You're not going to understand Pearl at all. Yeah. You have to see X to know pearl i think well i mean to see like t you could start the trilogy correctly technically right because you could watch pearl which is the prequel of x sure so you can go in the linear order yeah i think it was kind of cool to see her 
I think as it was an older woman. Yeah, I I kind of prefer you know the viewing order. I guess so far as X, because I think in X you just Pearl see what she's mixing. capable of as an older woman, and I think with Pearl you're like, what else did she do? Right. Like as a young woman, what could she? What more could she have done? And but I also feel like there should be a story in between Pearl and X, and maybe there is. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like if I guess if Maxine does very well, then we'll be like, hey, guess what? Oh gosh, we're, we're a quadrilogy now. <laughs> Jeez, Judas Priest. <laughs> we're a quartet. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, per- it was Pearl. I mean, it's a recommend. I guess if you've seen X, I mean, I I feel like we're still kind of in the minority because there's some people that really love Pearl. And they love Pearl more than X. I don't, I don't agree with it, but yeah, I don't either. You know, that's the great thing about movies. Totally, everybody has different opinions. Yeah, it's a great thing about art. Yes, gives us something to talk about. But yeah, um, Pearl. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm looking for a twenty four to put out a big box set. It'll probably be called Triple X, and we'll have all three of the movies. Clever. But I also think it's funny that it's Pearl X Maxine and it sounds like a, you know, online collaboration between brands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh so yeah, Pearl. Recommend if you like Dex. Yeah. But probably just wait for VOD, which should be soon. Yeah. This is four seven six Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom, and I'll sleep out here on the couch. Okay, next up on the docket is Barbarian. This is the recent movie that's been doing very, very well yeah. in the box office. Uh, it's a movie that took me two weeks to see. Don't look at me like that. Nikki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I told you how I'm many like, times somebody's going to ruin this fucking movie. Go by yourself. No. He wanted to go see this movie after Grindhouse Weekend, which was... You know, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I was like, oh, and we'll go Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's I right. Didn't, I didn't want to. You don't want to spend the day in a the movie theater? No, that's exactly why. Because I'm like, <laughs> I do, I'm do. i sick and tired of being inside of a movie theater. It's like a weird Groundhog's Day. A little bit. Where I'm like, wasn't I <laughs> hey, just Hey, what are we here? doing tonight? We're going to the theater. Hey, what are we doing tonight? We're going to the theater. Oh my gosh. And then we were at a theater. Hey, good morning. We're going to a Monday. theater. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, needless to say, I needed some fresh air. Oh yeah, because then we saw we Pearl. We saw Pearl on Monday, <laughs> which you wanted to go sneak into Barbarian afterwards. I thought, uh, and quite I'm honestly, like, I think I uh, wanted to see Barbarian sorry, instead of Pearl. I'm not fun what? in that manner. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, no. Just no, I just, there are times I, 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 I want to be home and I want to be at home watching a movie. Although I never knew... But you did like the Beyond I, the Black Rainbow and Mandy. Oh my gosh. Feature. Well, that's what I was about to say. So I never knew that watching a movie um, at home would be so different than watching it like in a theater. Like I've been to theaters, right? Like I've watched yeah. movies in theaters before you, obviously. What? I know. I know. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Actually, Jungle Book was my first movie. In uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I I can appreciate. And I think seeing these movies like for the first time here, and then seeing some of the movies like On the at the screen. yeah, and then with the sound, mm-hmm. or like when we went to go see Batman, and yeah. I had no idea. How yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Just to give some context, I'm like, go we ahead. have to go to the IMAX and house. see it. <laughs> well, no, it's. I mean, nobody. Uh, of course, movies are going to look different in the theater than at home. Yeah, but like I couldn't. Let me. Okay. You didn't I'm trying appreciate to pay that? you a compliment. Oh, I'm saying okay. I couldn't. I didn't appreciate it. I need to shut up if you're doing that. <laughs> the way that I, I ever appreciated it. Was, so oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But yeah. Sometimes I well, just I, I mean, look, the biggest screen and the biggest sound. That's what I always want. So I always try to do an IMAX if they do an IMAX thing. So yes, it took us two whole weeks to yeah. see this movie. I'm like, somebody's gonna ruin it. That's what I was really He was very about. nervous and he's like, I can't I can't read anything. I'm afraid I'm gonna someone's gonna spoil it. I just know it. Yeah. Because what's great is the first And I didn't doubt you. No. The the first trailer that they put out was pretty pretty vague. I feel we actually just rewatched. So yeah, it. we just so I didn't see the trailer, and I went into this movie oh, yeah, completely right. blind. Like you kind of gave me, you just said it's I two heard people. That was the best way to do it, right? And you said it's two people just renting out an Airbnb. That's all you need to know. Yeah, they get the mes- reservations mixed. Yeah, up. Yeah, mixed up. Some, and I was I, like, I think that's all I told you. Okay, so. And honestly, that's how we seem to like. That's how I seem to go into movies with you. Is I typically don't know what I'm kind of getting myself into. It's a wild which ride. I prefer it that way because yeah. my problem with movies is I try to predict and then I get bored because I've now just I'm like, eh, we, I already know what's going to happen. So yeah. I appreciate not kind of knowing. But yeah, watching the trailers. I think they both kind of give it away. Yeah. If you all haven't seen this movie, just don't watch a trailer. Yeah. I mean, just, if you like horror, just go just see go. this movie. Just go watch it. And it was funny because at Grindhouse that weekend, mm-hmm. um, I th- high school kids or, I don't know, young boys came out of the movie and they're like, that was so stupid. And I'm like, was it? <laughs> like, 
should I be listening to 17 year olds saying that the movie was dumb? No. And then when I told you, I was like, yeah, but those kids said it was kind of stupid and kind of dumb. And you're like, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I will say that it, I don't know. I mean, did you find Barbarian scary? Well, no, not scary. Suspenseful. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Uh, kinda. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> went from no to kinda. Well, okay. Not in a scary, like I am jumping. What was down there? That was the, it became then, well, what is it? So you had a curiosity. Oh, definitely a curiosity. Okay. So Barbarian, for those of you that haven't seen it, um, let, let's do this. Let's do a spoiler-free zone for Barbarian. Okay. Um, and then we'll dive into, or we will explore, oh, go down in the basement of Barbarian, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's being kind of hyped as like, the scariest movie of the year. And I don't know. I don't know if it's that. I think for some it could be. But then again, like what is another scary movie this year? But I think what's scary about it is um, it can happen. I think that's what's scary. Like with Airbnbs and like hotel rooms. I mean, things can happen. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's what's scary is the scary, the reality of the scaries. All right. All right. All right. So would you recommend it? I mean, do you think it's a good horror movie? Yeah. Of Like, is it the scariest horror movie this year? What's the scariest horror movie this year? That we've seen? Yeah. What have we seen? <laughs> we've seen X, Pearl, uh, yeah, but that's, I guess that's my point, is if nothing's jumping out to you, then it probably wasn't scary. Yeah, but it also takes a lot to spook, to yeah. spook me. I do want to show you The Strangers, but I know Home Invasion really Not a freaks fan. you out. It's anything that can happen in real life. Yeah, well. And I think that's what kind of scared me about Barbarian, is that... It, it could, but it has twists. I mean, that's the whole thing about this movie yeah, is it's really got twists. Liked. So here's yeah, our last call. Here's our last call. Uh, I would highly recommend you check it out in the theater. Totally. Go into it blind. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're going to reap the most rewards because. For, for sure. I, I feel like outside of the Airbnb reservations getting mixed up, anything more than that is going to spoil Yes. A lot of stuff. Because a lot of the strengths of this movie is the structure of the movie. Well, I think that's what Jan and I kind of talked about, too. Like, last night, we were both like, we did not expect that. Like, that was a lot of turns yeah. that you just... And neither of us saw the trailer, and both of us were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, I saw the first trailer, and I knew... Look, it, it's tough, and this is part of the reason why I don't post a lot of trailers on the website anymore, is because I don't want to just be a trailer dumping ground, but I also, like, some of these trailers I feel spoil the movie, and yeah. I don't want to be the person that 
like spreads the gospel on that. <laughs> right. Well, and I think now after watching both trailers back to back before we did this, um, I think it gives it away. I think the second one gives away a little more than the first one, but it was funny because the first one, you know, it's like the basic gist that you get is Airbnb reservations get mixed up and something's in the basement. But not knowing that there was something in the basement made it way, way more suspenseful. Because, and, and I will say, yes, that first trailer now in retrospect probably is a little even on its own is a little spoilery because there's a lot the going setup, on in the basement most of the trailer is the setup of like airbnb reservations is it bill skarsgård being a creep right and that's you know the first it, it's great because like there's multiple even though there's Other always dimensions. supposed to be three acts to a movie this one feels like it has six 100 percent. i will say if I may, there were some parts of the movie that were kind of frustrating for me where I'm just like, don't, what are you doing? Where it's like basic, like, 101 facts for girls. Always look at your surroundings. Know the area you're in. Like, yeah, I like mean, there were some parts where I'm just like, why aren't you trusting your well, gut? Yeah, there's the obvious, there's the obvious one of the movie starts off with a pan up from the ground, which... Gives you a clue for what's happening later in the movie. And it's pan up and she drives in from the left. Yeah. So she drove through this desolate neighborhood and's like, well, this is my Airbnb. I'm here. Right. And I'm like, did you not look at like safety ratings? (laughs) That's like (laughs) us. Like, look, I love St. Louis, but us going to East St. Louis and not knowing what the fuck is over there. It's yeah, crazy. so I mean, but it was kind of funny though, because like even the audience, they're like, "Girl, don't do it." Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> also how you know you're in St. Louis. <laughs> was was kind of funny because I'm totally thinking the exact same thing. Like, don't. What are you doing? No, trust your instincts. Yeah, <laughs> like, Detroit's an amazing city. I do like Detroit, but um, you know, just like St. Louis, there's a lot of beauty in St. Louis. Oh, there's sure. A lot of beauty in Detroit. Yeah, and there's some very you know, I mean, case in point, uh, answer to the clue from earlier, escape from New York. <laughs> you know? Do you recognize that? Do you recognize that? Uh, Do you know what that is? You know, I mean, this is like uh, maybe not on the masterful level of escape from New York, but <laughs> Barbarian is like the escape from New York equivalent, maybe. Yeah. But I, I know some of it was shot in Bulgaria as well. Um so, I mean, it was shot in Detroit and it was shot in Bulgaria. And I think most of what we saw of that street was a set in Bulgaria, which is, eh, whatever. I mean, what I did, I kind of liked seeing how they did like a flashback to the neighborhood. Like, that was cool. Yeah. So there's so much that I love about this movie. Yeah. And it, it is going to be extremely tough which is why you're about to hear what I'm about to say is me like not wanting to spoil the movie. So again, yeah. this is your very last chance Gotta to go get watch out. It. Go see it. It's, okay. It's good. Okay. If you're still listening, you've seen the movie. Here's what I love about this movie is that, like I said, it, it feels like six acts because it's almost like six separate stories. Or it, Maybe six is not the right number, but... Well, 
So here's what I love. You have the first layer. It's almost like you're going deeper and deeper down into the basement, much like what's happening narratively and physically. Um, The first story feels like, you know, oh, he could just be a creepy dude that's like trying to poison her with the tea. And then like, oh, he wants to, you know, do the wine and right. server wine is like, oh, something's wrong with him. I don't know. But yeah, then, he was like, a too eager at first. And then he even says, yeah, I didn't open it because I want you to wa- uh, open, watch me open right, it. to feel comfortable. I'm like, okay, okay, all right. But he could still be a creep. Right. <laughs> and then it starts showing scenes where it's like, okay, we're going to let our guard down. And these people are comfortable talking to each other. And they may have this romantic Connection. thing start, starting yeah. to happen. But, like, of course, he's a civil gentleman and goes back to the living room. And then we get a shot of later in the night and she hears a noise. Yeah, and like her footsteps. door is open. Yeah. After we've seen, like, two or three different shots of her locking persistently locking doors. this door yeah. after she shuts it so um and and then bill skarsgård's sleeping on the couch and he has a nightmare and he's like screaming in his sleep in a way in a way um and she wakes him up and is like did you open my door and in the background we see stuff yeah there's i mean it's it's out of focus but we can see a shadow move right and like a door close and we're like oh what, what what's this what where where are we going now <laughs> right and that's the greatest thing about this movie is where are we going now and it knows it, it's kind of broken up in the segments like yes. quite honestly this could have been a mini series i think which i think is why i liked it is because i mean you know why I have a hard time like sitting through. Yeah, we hours were just having a discussion, like how we were talking about Midnight Mass. Yeah, and you know how that was well, no because no, I was gonna problem, buy right? um, Salem's Lot. Oh yeah, you and, were gonna buy, and I'm like, oh, I bet Andy has this. Like I just right, the right, yeah. And then you were saying, yeah, I've been meaning to show you that, yeah. and then you're like, but it's a three hour movie. And I was like, nope. And then you but said, then, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, well, it was kind of shot for TV, so... And then I'm all in. And I think I, I think the reason why I like those types... I mean, not that I've seen Salem's Lot yet, but Midnight Mass was... Very inspired by it, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I like that... I mean, it's a different type of movie, or a different type of story, but... Right, oh, story, yes, I totally agree, Um. But for me to keep my interest, um, and I'm talking like I'm this snob, um, no. And I think, and I think some of my problem with with movies is sometimes it my I just get nervous, like my anxiety. Like if I'm on the right headspace to watch some of this stuff, I have a really hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can get me outside of my own head. And me thinking what's coming next and just sitting back and enjoying the movie. Yeah. That's really cool. Because I typically can't. Like, I typically don't allow myself to just totally relax. Right. And this movie... Made you relax. (laughs) Well, kind of. Because I was so curious. I'm like, what is coming? Yeah. I mean, I I like how it twists and turns. It relaxes um, the other chatter in my head. Because it, it, what's great about this film, it 
in a weird way, it is kind of of a shakeup of a narrative structure. I mean, of course, it's there's movies that have done this before, but it's not your normal linear storytelling. Which is why I liked it. Which, yeah, and I, I think it's, it wasn't linear. it's great when this stuff does pop up every once in a while because it kind of makes you appreciate things more. Like Pulp Fiction, right? It's mm-hmm. a non-linear storyline. Yeah, and, and I really like Pulp Fiction. I was like, oh, shit, this is what we're doing. Okay, yeah. we're, we're not doing... And then you get to the flashback sequence because here's... The first layer is, is that, right? Creepy house. And then we're led to believe that something more is happening. On. And then and she it all finds, starts with toilet paper. Yeah. She always find, have toilet paper back up <laughs> in the bathroom in the basement behind a hidden door that you have to pull open with a rope. That is kind of obvious to be honest, but that was you know. cool. Well, yeah, it's cool, but it's like, and there's a rope in the wall. What could it wasn't this even be? It, it wasn't, wasn't even like tied well. to a book or anything. No, she had to move something. Did in she? front of it? Yeah, uh, there was like a paint can, or there was something in front of it. Okay, okay, uh, but it was still right. kind of obvious. But yeah, still kind of obvious. And anyway, there's not tons of light down there, which is why it probably you know never got noticed, or maybe it did. Because um, what we find out is there's like a secret room. With a video camera, a blood-soiled bed in, like, fluorescent lighting. And a bloody handprint. And a bloody handprint. On the wall. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is going to be, like, something completely different. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, And that's, like, your kind of first twist to it. Totally. And I'll be honest, it's still fine. In oh, a weird yeah. way. It's like, oh, that's a cool twist. Okay, we're going to do something Well, because then I'm thinking, what's happening down here? Yeah, in so is this, room? is somebody like just renting out the Airbnb to kill them? Or or is it something where like there's this underground operation and the Airbnb is like a money laundering service? Yeah, I thought it was like a surgery type thing. It, like, yeah, for, like, I don't know. I mean, the video camera being in there. But what threw me off was that it was an old school VHS camcorder. People are sick. No, yeah. Why can't people want to watch people being cut up? Well, Nikki, there's even a subgenre of horror that, yeah, we could we could even watch that. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, it's fake. So I didn't know if this was like the owner scamming people to rent the Airbnb and like be a cover for like this CD kind of like, I don't know, dark web kind of videotaping shit. That's what, that's where my mind went. And maybe that's because I watch too many weird YouTube videos. Yeah. I don't know. So Tess has a interview in the city and she goes into the city and has a lunch with a new possible new employer because that's why she's there. That's why she's got the Airbnb. And uh, after the lunch, they're kind of making small talk and she mentions where she's doing an Airbnb. And like the girl's like, isn't that in Brightmore? 
And she's like, yeah, yeah, the neighborhood's not all that great, but it's fine. And she's like, uh, you don't want to be there. So she's actually warning Tess, like, get the fuck out of there right now. <laughs> get out sooner versus later. And then, like, there's a shot where she comes back to the house and it's in the day. So we get to see more of the neighborhood, which is completely dilapidated. Yeah. It looks this bad. is like the only house that essentially looks kept together. So. Which again, I'm like, you didn't, you didn't notice that driving in. Right. I yeah. Think that was frustrating. Well, yeah. And that's, that's like maybe the biggest nitpick on it. Right. Is and I don't even know if it's a nitpick. It's like, well, you, saw this coming in right right <laughs> we as a viewer didn't it was outside of our frame right but you saw this coming in um and then she gets out of the car and like in the background we see this dude running down the street and he's like yelling hey little girl yeah yeah <laughs> which is i think if he was looking to you know save her you wouldn't say that hey little girl but that's what this guy did and uh, she ran in and tried to get in yeah. and got in and shut the door kind of in his face and he disappeared and she's freaked out and she calls the cops and then she goes downstairs and the investigation begins because she locks herself in the basement. I don't think she locked herself in the basement. I think the door like gets jammed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. Uh, so the door, what it does is it's, I guess, the hinge is off. Yeah. So it just, it just shuts. Swings. Which was also kind of ominous because you're like, is someone pushing? Yeah. It is somebody is somebody in is control here? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I thought it was a ghost. Okay. Um. But I mean, it's an old house. There's got to be a ghost. Yeah, true. And I mean, right. it also makes you wonder, like, oh, what happened to... Man, this chair's getting squeaky. Or no, it's the arm. Fuck. It also makes you wonder about the neighborhood, you know, like, <laughs> maybe, all, maybe all the houses are haunted. And... Oh, I always think about that <laughs> stuff. Whenever I see, like, an abandoned neighborhood or a warehouse, I'm like, I wonder how many ghosts haunt that. Right. <laughs> even growing up I thought like what was the land prior to the 50s and the oh. house being built I, yeah. I'm i a very curious person <laughs> what made her go deeper into the basement she didn't she ran back up she saw enough she sets up the mirror to see inside but she doesn't go all the way down and then she sees the room, freaks out, tries to go back upstairs, and she's locked out. And then she tries to get out through the basement window. Right. And that's when she's banging and asking Keith. And then Keith walks yeah, up. Yeah, Keith walks up. And then she hands him the key yeah, to so get to the house. Because he was, he was coming back from something that he had to do. So she escapes the first time. They go inside. She's trying to tell him that she saw something down there. He's trying to tell her to calm down, which is so annoying, by the way. Like, can you guys just not tell girls to calm down? If there is something concerning, just listen. So she's trying to tell him there is something downstairs. And it's scary 
and we have got to go. And he basically is telling her, it's, let me go see. Yeah, let me confirm. <laughs> there is nothing to confirm, Keith. <laughs> you can go look. You can do whatever you want, but I would have gotten the fuck out of there. Yeah. She's too damn nice. I was so. actually kind of surprised she didn't. But that does that. But that it would does be a bad movie. Come up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So being a mighty mighty man that he is, he had to go downstairs, and he said, "I'll be back in thirty seconds." Just like no, but I will. Equal to it. <laughs> and wow. He doesn't come back in thirty seconds. So she grabs her phone. And she goes down to the basement. And that is when she discovered the second door. Yes. So the door opens and then she... There's another set of scary stairs. Yeah. But this one looks more subterranean and definitely like... That was spooky. That was spooky. Underneath like way deeper into the earth. And it's like, Well, oh, and shit. I honestly thought I'm like, gosh, was this like a house for like the underground railroad oh. like that was my kind of first thought and this man or this house was the perfect house for yeah what's to come yeah um so she hears possibly keith, yeah, keith well, yes possibly keith um she she hears cries for help yes and she decides she she's going to go down there and, like, I got to tell you, this scene is so well thought out because she's, there's a couple of shots that are done. <clears throat> and especially, like, the first time she sets up the mirror to, like, look and get more light in I thought that was there. really cool. I'm like, that was a great way of ultrasound physics. She goes, nope. Yeah, <laughs> it just she cuts to her. Around. Yeah, it cuts to her on the stairs, and then she kind of. Which is, I did kind of think about. Sorry, side note of the movie Nope, where I'm like, that was so clever that title. Oh yeah, Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Because hearing her say that, I'm like, it's catchy. Yeah. Like, so I mean, you can tell that like she is not your stereotypical like dumb horror movie girl. Right. No. Like, oh, I heard a noise. I'm going to go investigate. No. So. The only dumb thing she does is not she, listen to herself and assess the neighborhood. This is true. She does. I'm not saying she doesn't do again, anything it stupid. But, but quite honestly, like <clears throat> some of her decisions, like even though you might say, oh, she made a dumb decision to go back in or whatever. Eh, I, I think there's I kinda, more to it than yeah. that. Well, you know? it's the. Yeah. It shows More she's a good a heroic, person. Yeah, 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 she has a heart. <laughs> Which uh, later, you know, we get the uh, other version of somebody. Um, we'll get into it in a second. But yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> so when she's downstairs, down, down, downstairs in like the subterranean part of the basement. Well, you know what? Okay, I will say, I'm sorry I cut you off. Um, what did actually kind of scare me were seeing the the cages oh yeah yeah that that's when i was like what was actually happening and of course my like dumb brain i'm like what animals were harmed in this basement not thinking anything about humans oh yeah um because there was the food bowl mm -hmm. and so i just assumed pets yeah, yeah. but the cages were that was a good add-in 
That yeah, was scary. They weren't just like dog cages. They no, were like and they were scary dog. looking, like rusted. So what I like about the scene is like the further down she goes, you know that she's either not coming back up or it's going to be a long sequence of her yeah. like scrambling. And that's going to be tenseful because you know the deeper down she goes the worse off she is. Right. And as an audience, like this, this whole scene is played out very well and lengthy too, because yeah, it, is that, long. it builds the suspense as, as deep as she goes. Every, every time she goes deeper, the suspense builds more, but you see those cages. And then what really kind of got to me yeah. was seeing the gates. Yeah. So, like, there's a part where the gate's not fully closed, but it's partially right. closed, and she has to pull pull it back. I'm like, dude, all somebody has to do is shut that thing and lock and you in. And you're stuck. And she kind of didn't have any hesitation in getting through there. So that's why I was just like, ooh, this isn't going to end well. Right. And then you see another one. It's a steel kind of, like, cross-hitch uh, yeah. gate. Um, but anyway... Yeah, uh, she finds Keith. But this is where he didn't really know what was down there because he said, it bit me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, is this like a Cujo movie? Like, oh. Is this like, is this an animal? Like a killer animal? Yeah, um, because of the cages. Um, but I, yeah, anyway. Then you... Yeah, well, and then we see the mother, as she's called, um, beat Keith's brain in, basically. Yeah, that was the first kill, and she was Yeah, ruthless. she just beats his head through, well, basically against rock. Yeah. It's pretty But brutal. this is when you realize, like, that Tess is smart, because she gets, she figures out what. Well, that's that's when this first act ends right yeah but oh yes or you level are right. two no you level are correct two? you are correct and then it goes to the yeah. flashback sequence right or no no no, no, no. It goes then we get introduced pacific coast yes. highway so after he gets bashed in we kind of do a smash cut to the pacific coast highway yeah old pch and Justin Long is driving in a convertible. Well, and it's funny because you go from like a dark dungeon yeah. to sunny California. And he's playing a Donovan song, Ricky Ticky Tabby. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm I like, haven't well, heard. I was like, oh, I haven't heard this song in a minute. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. And um, then like what's great as a side note is that 20th Century Fox put out a trailer on Thursday, well, a couple of Thursdays from now, once you hear this, um, that was basically Justin Long's new movie is what the title was. I like that he was in this movie. I, no, I did, I did too. Um, I didn't know he was in it. And right off the bat, we're like, are we supposed to like this guy? Right. Are we not supposed to like this guy? How is he related to what we've just bared witness to? Yeah. Like, what, what is going on? In a weird way, it feels like, oh, shit, did the projector break? Did they get sent the wrong reel? <laughs> and then it starts, 
you know, that story starts progressing and we're like, okay, I guess we're just going to accept this. Yeah, I'm and just going to watch it. This is the weirdest thing narratively to do. I haven't seen this really kind of done in a mu- uh, quite some time. I think the last time I've seen it was when stories were trying to rip off of Pulp Fiction and mm-hmm. it just became a trend okay. where like, you know, one thing would stop and, then and that's up. the end. It could yeah. be the end of that story. Now, granted, Pulp Fiction kind of just weaves in the characters and this this does in a weird way, as we find out. Right. Um, so Justin Lawn is apparently this actor who is being accused of sexual and physical assault and he's going to lose his TV job which is they didn't order the pilot because basically this girl is coming out with these accusations getting published in the Hollywood Reporter and basically uh, they'll do the pilot they'll order it for series if he's not involved so uh, we're like oh shit is this dude a scumbag yeah (laughs) And like so we're not supposed to like him and again how does he fit in the story so this plays on for like i would say probably a good 15 oh one yeah for sure minutes. it was a decent amount of time and then um he goes to visit his wealth advisor who also drops him like his agents and everybody else yeah. did but he's like well what about the properties in michigan and and then it's like oh, oh here's the connection okay but then it makes you wonder. It's like, okay, we just heard this character. Here's where my mind went. This character just got, you know, accused of being an asshole and sexual assault. I'm like, oh, fuck. Does he run like this underground porn ring? Interesting. Okay. And that's where I went. I don't know what that <laughs> says about me. But um, I was like, oh, this is going to be weird. But then he got there and I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe he just doesn't know. Yeah. And. <laughs> And that's kind of where it starts the lead. And I mean, technically he didn't know, right? No, but he had no idea. But yeah, he's calling like the agent who's supposed to, you know, book the Airbnbs and whatnot. (laughs) She's like, she's had enough of his shit too. And you know, honestly, it was funny because I was like, you know, that does make sense business wise. Like having the maids come in a week before and clean right. up. But he's also right, like if something was damaged, you would never know. And or you just go to the last people that rented. Hey, three weeks ago you fucked right. up our TV. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Justin Long goes there and he's like, there's people's bags in here. And she she hangs up on him and he decides to do a little investigation. And it's humorous. This is where like the movie is funny. Yeah. The movie's now taking this funny tone. Yeah. And it's it's because he's desperate for money. So now he's like, well, I came here to basically liquidate everything in Michigan. Right. Right. And. He completely then just kind of forgets about, no, there's random people's luggage in my house and I'm just... Yeah. My favorite part of the sequence, though, is that he, you're like, oh, fuck, you're going to find it and we're going to figure out what the fuck's down here right away. You're just going to be a write-off. You're like doing a cameo experience, like right. appearance or something. And it doesn't turn into that. It actually turns into a comedy sequence. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and he's just like, so oh, fuck, there's so much room down here. <laughs> well, yeah, because what he does is he's like looking. He's he looking to see to the if- basement, though. What did he go to the basement for? I think. Oh, he went down the basement to. Well, because the door was propped open. 
when he got there. The door was propped up when he got there, but that didn't prompt him to go to the basement because he pulled the chair and put like put it back. So he's like, what, what is this doing here? Oh. But then he did go and sit down. He went to the kitchen. Noticed that there were keys on the table. Yeah. Then kind of sat there and you can see his his wheels started to spin like there's keys on yeah, the table. Like, there's the a car in the front yard and the basement door was propped open. And he thought he so was dealing with squatters. He Right. So he opens up the basement door and he's trying to be a badass. And he's yeah. like, I've got a gun if you're not up here in 30 seconds. <laughs> of course, like didn't have a gun Nothing. so he goes and gets a knife so he, he goes and rummages through his kitchen and finds like a steak knife so disappointing so a steak knife like not even like a meat cleaver yeah. anyway so he goes to the basement and he then notices the rope yeah. the same rope that Tess noticed he opens up the door and I'm thinking like he's gonna be appalled, right? Mm. And he's like, "Cool, yeah, more square footage, more square footage." <laughs> so then he goes upstairs and he's like, you know, Googles googling it. like, <laughs> adding you know square footage. What what is square footage to a house in right. a basement? And then he finds a tape measure, and he starts just measuring. But he's going through all the same tunnels that tested and going deeper and deeper and deeper, having no regard. He's just thinking like, I just added more square footage to this house. Like I can maybe get out of my, some of my legal trouble. Um, and this is where it then turns yeah. the other corner. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where it gets interesting. And the, the, the mother, the the person, I still, I feel like at this point, I don't know what we were still dealing with. Like, right. Because then you see, you see the light. That's what he saw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He saw the light that was like in this. So like the super dark dungeon is what it felt with like, like to me. Purple with this magenta. purple. Yeah. And, you can hear sounds. It was coming from a room, so it's like, okay. So are there squatters? Yeah. And he thought maybe, I, I think he thought that was the case. Yeah. And saw the TV, and he's like, oh, that's weird. But that just kept going, and then... And then he gets the run in. Yeah, then he runs into her, uh, the mother. But then, um, yeah, we don't need... he falls. Right, he falls and meets... Tess. Right. So St- Tess is still alive. We we know Keith's dead. Yes. But she has figured out how to be complacent to the situation already. Which is what I, I did find. I liked that about her character. Yeah. Is that like, because she... She had the flight. Just to piggyback on what you were saying, like how she's not your typical like um, actress in a horror movie. Yeah. Like she is smart. She is trying to figure it out and kind of stay a few steps ahead of this person right so she's trying to explain to this guy justin long's character i can't remember his name aj aj like just do what she wants you to to do right and he's not listening yeah and you know he's not listening so she gets angry sensing the theme (laughs) (laughs) 
So she, she gets, gets angry mad. and she pulls him out. Yeah. <laughs> but then Tess is, she knows she might have some time to escape and she's able to get up there. Um, and yeah, we don't need to do a play by play because if you've done, if you've, I mean, if you're here, you've watched it. Right. We've well, and I think you. what I wanted to but, just mention is just, I liked her, her survivor or her survival it, thinking, excuse me. Um, with just becoming, like, know the enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciated that but, from like her Like, she end. realized that, okay, this is a monster, but she just, she's Only because I think that's like going to come into play. Yeah. Um, well, you don't know what's going to come into play until, like, you know, we finish. Right. Not finish, right. but continue with the movie. But So she gets out, but then we get thrown into a flashback. And what I love... Like, a, it, what era? Was it 50s. the... 50s. Oh, was it the 50s? Okay. 50s or 60s. I think. The car did not look 50s or 60s. That car looked like a late 70s, 80s. Really? Yeah. Especially okay. the blue car with the woman driving. Well, maybe it was. It looked like a Pinto. I mean, it. Mm, yeah, it could have been. I don't know. The era is kind of hard to place. I, I think maybe I thought of the 50s because of the colors. So it's said, okay, I think the house is, I think it's, it was a community built in the 50s. Yeah. And you can tell this community was built for like middle class, middle yeah. class people to be able to have a house, own a home, an acute subdivision. We get an exterior shot of the house and then it cuts right into the flashback with an exterior shot of the house, but it's very colorful. It's not yeah, there's surrounded grass, by dilapidated like, buildings. Yeah. It on looks either side of the house. That's and it's I, also during the day. I'm sorry. And yeah. then the camera pans down and uh, we get this guy who is after Richard Brake, a guy that I really dig. Uh, he was in Mandy. He was the chemist. He was also in 31, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but I like his work. Anyway, um, what I love about this sequence is, yes, it's a flashback. And it basically, it's like, oh, shit, this is the guy who used to own the house. We're going to get some sort of story here. And he hops in the car. And what I love about the sequence is how it's shot. It's all in this very wide angle. And it feels so trippy. Like... Most of the movie is shot traditionally with your mediums and your close-ups and wide-angled established shots, but this is almost like completely different. It's almost it, it has almost like a fisheye lens kind of feel to it. It's just a really wide scope and it's distorted. And this is what's establishing, oh, hey, this looks completely different because it's a flashback and it's also during the day and you're seeing what the neighborhood used to look like. And he's driving and he drives to the store and he's like perusing the store and he needs sheets, plastic, plastic sheets, sheets diapers, and what else? I think baby wipes, latex gloves, latex gloves. And so the woman who was helping the grocery store is, you know, assuming there's like, oh, you're having a child, uh, child, uh, childbirth at home. He said home birth. Yeah. Yeah. Home birth. And, that's what it's called. <laughs> childbirth at home. And he just doesn't have a whole lot to say. Yeah. She was like, oh, your midwife should have. Should have prepared you for all, you know, everything that you need. But this is the part where he becomes kind of creepy. So as he's leaving the store, 
he sees this attractive young woman leaving another store. She gets into her car and he then, he just follows her. And that's where I was like, oh, who is this man? Yeah. I want to know more. And he just becomes, he's just a creep. And the other thing that drove me crazy, so he goes and knocks, he follows her to her house and he knocks on the door and she opens it and he's saying he's here with some water company. Right. I got to check out the house. And I'm like, do you see a car? Do you see a truck with like... No, but this was also back in the day when like, oh, you're in a work uniform. Okay. You I, must and say... It's so wild to me. Safer times. You're, yeah, you're right. And... And I, but for me, I was just like, no, like, right again, just like with Tess, like know your surroundings. Um, so, but it kind of made more sense as to why there were so many serial killers, like in uh-huh. the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. I mean. So we find out that this guy is essentially a serial killer. Yeah. And, uh, what we find is that, and look, it doesn't get into it too deep, but we know he's a serial killer because we have this tracking shot where he goes in from the car into his house and we see the house is like very busy. It's got yeah. like a lot of items that are sitting out that probably should have been thrown away. And he walks straight to the basement, the basement. door and opens it and all we hear is screams screaming. like a, a woman screaming. And then it shuts and that's... And all of a sudden the room with the bed and the camera. Yeah. To me made sense yeah and then it's like oh fuck this is what we're dealing with so then after that's over we get the flashback to our current situation where tess is on the run trying to you know find help find help that was hard to watch and justin long is trying to get away and he's exploring the cave deeper as she's trying to find a way out she gets a way out um but then she's warned again by the man who's saying, little girl, stop. Yeah. So the, the guy that we saw earlier that comes back. we didn't really get a good look at him, but he comes back and saves her and pulls her out of the house. Basically telling her to leave and just get out. Don't come back. Right. Don't come back when it's dark. She will find you. But she knows that Justin Lawn's down there like, oh, well, we have to help him. We have to help. I can't leave him down there. Yeah. And I think also there there was probably like survivor's guilt with Keith possibly too. Yeah, you no, know? I can and you can tell like this character has a big heart. You can tell she cares. Um, but of course the audience is like, no, get the right, fuck out like, of there. Save yourself. You, you are almost done. You're almost. You safe. can do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Justin Lawn explores the basement more and finds a new path. Which leads him into a new room, and we find the guy that we saw in the flashback is laying on the bed, you know, obviously older and not doing too hot. Which, honestly, I kept thinking, how did he survive so long? I don't know. And here's the other question. Like, why does he have a bell? Who's he ringing? Is he ringing the mother? I think her. Oh, God, that's weird. Which and I think is, that's how he's kept fed. And as well, yeah, I guess because like, because we find out that essentially the mother is like an inbred yeah. daughter of sorts, I guess. That was pretty sick. Or could be a, you know, just inbred. 
Yeah. And, uh, we find out that the serial killer essentially in this scene, we kind of find out that he videotaped a lot of his killings. Like some of them have names. Some of them just say puker. And yeah. oh man, it's just like, oh, it gets a little nasty. And it then we hard, see yeah. Justin Lawn, who's like, fuck you. And what's, what's great about that is that not only is it a new twist and a new reveal, but it also kind of like gets Justin Lawn to the viewer's level. And we kind of almost forget how, Maybe how big a of a glimpse, douchebag right. he is. And a it's like, yeah, for him. fucking blow this guy away with yeah. your gun or whatever. Which there is a gun involved, and I thought that was kind of a cheat. I really wish there was something more that came out of that, but oh well. Anyway, uh, I think that the end is pretty cool too. Um, it becomes kind of a chase sequence for the most part. But then Justin Long comes back again with his douchebag character yeah so they get up to the top of this tower and i'm and skipping like, you know over what? most of the I know, chase yeah, stuff but, but i mean he you're like maybe he's he's redeemed himself just maybe yeah and no. he doesn't <laughs> it's and, like you want your baby right but and that's the part where i was like man you are such a jerk but this is where i feel like tess did like her character did such a good job with um being a few steps ahead of the mother was because having, and I think even seeing that nurturing side actually come out was kind of cool. Yeah. And I love the movie bottom line. I thought it was great. What song does it end with? Be my, be my, be my little baby. Because the mother of course is like, that's right. Touching Tess and Papa. Yeah, that was sad. And you're like, oh. Yeah, kind of another like, oh, here's a little sad sub story possibly. (laughs) But at the same time, I kind of love that she wanted to save her. Like she, she was her baby. Yeah. So yeah, Justin Long, AJ. Eat a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. But that was cool. It was good. Uh, Yeah. And I I do like how he dies though. (laughs) It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it was good. It um, was good. Yeah, this is like one of those cool movies. I think you know it's lots of twists and turns. You it's just kind of know. a sleeper hit right now, which is really cool because, like, I think this is the third week it's going into now, and they added five hundred and fifty more theaters, which oh, awesome. hasn't really been done since the pandemic started, and quite honestly, doesn't typically get done. Because there's not a lot of movies that catch on. And our screening, even though it was like 6.30 at night on a Sunday, it seemed pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think... And the audience seemed to like it. I mean... Yeah, there were a couple of people that annoyed me, but that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Being in a movie theater. So, yeah. You guys should go see it. Obviously, you have if... (laughs) I I heard that it might arrive on VOD the week... Like, actually, I think the Tuesday before Halloween. I mean, I would like to watch this again. I I definitely want to watch it again. It's, it was, it was good. I think it is. (sighs) And again, going in blind, I really. It's one of my favorites of the year, for sure. Yeah, for for sure. I, I just don't know if I can say it's my favorite horror film right now, but quite honestly. 
some of them are not popping to my mind. I know, that's what I'm trying to think of, like, what we've seen so far. I mean, we've seen... I mean, I did love Nope, though. But it's tough because it's not like a straight horror movie. I I don't think. Do you? Nope. Nope. Yeah, the movie Nope. Do you think it's a straightforward horror movie? No. No. But is it a horror movie? I think so. I think Nope I mean, is probably my f- my favorite movie of the year so far. I think I'm gonna have to go with Barbarian. But then again, like there's also oh, I don't everything know. everywhere all that. at once, oh, and really the Batman good. came out, and that, that was, was good. good. So, <laughs> as far as horror is concerned, I think I think uh, Barbarian's definitely uh, towards the top, though. It was good. I, I was a big fan of it. And I typically don't, you know, ask to watch movies twice. So, yeah, that take should that. tell you something. Take, <laughs> take that. that. Top that. Haha. Ha. It's from your favorite movie. Teen Witch. Top that. <laughs> Get it? Oh, okay, cool. Great. Well, Nikki, do you want people to find you? No, it's okay. You guys don't have to find me. I don't. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I just happened to be a fill-in who lived in the house and oh. wanted to stay on oh. schedule. No, it was nice talking to you here. Well, thanks. I like. Uh, I like to think that we can talk. We can. Yeah. I'm just not as, um, not as fun as everybody. Else. Oh wow! No, you are fun. And this is a nice little tester for Pick Your David. That's true. Which is an idea that we have that we can't disclose on air yet. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y. You can also find me at Instagram with that same name because I like to be cohesive. Letterboxed is also where you can find me, Treefy, T-R-I-E-F-Y. You can find us as a collective on Twitter at DTB Horror, on Instagram at Destroy the Brain, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain. If you like us, please spread the word. We're yeah. on Spotify. We're everywhere. Everywhere you can get a podcast, we're available. So just say, hey, you know, I like horror movies and I like listening to Destroy the Brain because like we like hanging out with you. <laughs> or your ear holes. We love your ear holes. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks uh, for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on. And it was a, a long walk downstairs. <laughs> I should have a rim shot. Uh, please join us for some of our upcoming events uh, later this month, uh, October 14th and 15th. Actually, not that far away. No. Uh, Late Night Greenhouse presents Lugio Fulci Zombie on the big screen, 4K restoration. Please come out to that. Tickets are 10 bucks. 10 p.m. is when it all starts. And then... Shout out to Roger. Uh, oh, yeah. Roger will be on our episode for that. So that yes. is our next episode covering Lucha Fulci Zombie. And we'll have uh, zombie Uber fan Roger <laughs> on the show. And then October 21st is our big Halloween kind of horror trivia night show. It's also Nikki's birthday. This is true. So, uh, bonus points if you buy her Malort. She loves uh, oh, Chicago. I Which do. we're going to. We are that, going that, to Chicago. That weekend. No. After Horror Trivia Night, we're being whisked away through via Amtrak. Well, be fun. you know, the next day. 
But yeah. So if you're in Chicago, which I know some people that are in Chicago. Let's meet up. Let's meet up. Yeah. Hit us up on any of those social medias that I mentioned. DTB Horror on Twitter or on Instagram at Destroy the Brain. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, Late Night Grindhouse in November. The Well, and then October 28th. Oh, October 28th. Yes. I will be uh, hosting and judging <laughs> costumes at Pops for a Halloween metal tribute show. Uh, you have artists like Freak on the Leash, who is as corn, obviously. They're from <laughs> Chicago as well. Uh, Undertow, which is a band that uh, covers Tool or tributes Tool. Uh, third, My Third Arm for Pantera and Gravitational Constant for Typo Negative. And this is the Friday before Halloween. So we'll be set up there and uh, yeah, I'll be introducing bands. So come on out. Have fun and uh, so you know, kickstart your Halloween weekend. Tickets should be available by now, hopefully, at popsrocks.com. <laughs> anyway, I, I think it's uh, $12 in advance, maybe, or maybe it's $10 in advance. There's four pack for 45 bucks. I don't know. Go to popsrocks.com, they'll, they'll have all the info. <laughs> <laughs> Late Night Grindhouse in November is Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, but this is the composer's cut, and this is on November 18th and 19th. Uh, this is one where Fabio Fritzi, the original composer of The Beyond, composed a new version, and, and I'm super excited to watch this on the big screen. Uh, we just recently watched The Beyond, <laughs> so maybe Which not. Which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, but... I, I feel bad because you could have saw it on the big screen. But then again, you couldn't have seen that version on the yeah. big screen. So it's fine. It'll be fine. Uh, so, yeah, that's happening. And again, tickets are 10 bucks. Starts at 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, last thing. Join our Discord. Discord.destroythebrain.com. Happy spooky season. Ooh, spooky season. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.